Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Quick note at the top of the show. We're recording this remotely, and the sound quality may not be what it is in the studio. When I asked Zenny Cortez why she wanted to be a union leader, she had a very direct answer. I've I've always been somebody who would say something if I see something that needs to be said. Zenny Cortez is the co-president of National Nurses United. It's the largest nurses union in the country and represents about 150,000 workers. Right now, she has something to say. I want to be the voice for those nurses who do not have the courage or who are intimidated by management and the union, it has allowed me to speak out without fear of retaliation because I have a union, an organization that will back me up for telling the truth. Over her four decades spent as a nurse, Zenny has seen her fair share of outbreaks, but never anything like this. It's not the pandemic that shocks her but the way she and her colleagues have been asked to approach it and the way they've been punished for trying to take matters into their own hands. Some of our supervisors and our managers have threatened suspension or even termination if we brought our own protective equipment. So we held public information rallies and we did a media campaign to say, You know, if you're not able to provide us with what we need, then we will buy our own and let us do that. Zenny has seen the news around the country of hospitals skimping on PPE, nurses being let go, suspended. In Camden County, a nurse at Virtua Voorhees Hospital sent home for wearing an N95 mask that she brought from home. That nurse has now been fired. This March 24th shift brief from St. Joseph's Women's Hospital, part of BayCare, instructs employees they should not be wearing masks or gowns if not taking care of an isolation patient. No exceptions. Many, many Americans are not working right now. But for those who are, workers at fast food restaurants, transit agencies, Instacart, Amazon, it's been an unexpected moment for labor organizing. And that's because workers feel vulnerable. Protect nurses! Protect patients! Protect nurses! Protect patients! What do we want? N95! What do we want it? At hospitals, this fight is starting to spill into the public eye as we watch working conditions for nurses across the country deteriorate. According to Bloomberg, there are even grumblings about unionization among hospital doctors, a group that's typically identified more with management. It's interesting. I don't think people think of hospitals as being a typical workplace with a typical labor management structure in the same way you would think of a factory floor or something like that. Um, You know, it's really interesting because before the, the pandemic, the public saw you as the nurse and they did not see the the labor side of being a nurse. 
when at some point in the past when we went out for a strike people saw us as saying you are professionals why why are you striking it's interesting but we continue to educate and tell the people tell the public that we are out here really for for the public because for the community because we are fighting for better working conditions so that we will be better able to take care of you so i think the public does not did not see the the labor aspect of being a nurse and i think with what's going on now they're they're starting to see the real world of nurses working in the hospital of how it is with nurses at the center of the coronavirus response nursing unions are more active than ever it's easy to think of healthcare workers as one big group but hospitals are workplaces they have labor and they have management and right now labor is not happy today on what next zeni cortez explains why a crisis is the right time for nursing unions to stand up for their rights I'm Henry Grabar filling in for Mary Harris. Stay with us. This episode is brought to you by Discover. When it comes to your finances, Discover wants you to know they are the credit card that is always there for you. With 24-7 US-based live customer service, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, that means no more waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. We are talking real service from real people whenever you need it. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Back in January, National Nurses United joined with colleagues abroad to write a letter to the World Health Organization. In that letter, Zenny and her fellow nurses asked the WHO for guidelines to treat the coronavirus. It was new then. It wasn't even a public health emergency, according to the WHO. They waited and waited, but didn't get a response. And to Zenny, that lack of response wasn't surprising. Unfortunately, maybe because the nursing profession is majority are women, they perhaps dismissed it like a bunch of women whining and complaining. Do you feel like that, has that been something that you've felt historically as a, a nursing union leader that that nurses are... Um, are treated differently because it, it tends to be a majority female profession? Uh, yes, um, I do believe that that's the case. If you look at um, the firefighters and the police force, they do have presumptive eligibility that anything that they acquire, it is presumptive to say that they acquired it on the job. If um, firefighter contracts cancer, lung cancer, 
it's presumed that he got it from working as a firefighter. I'm not condoning that they should not be getting it. I'm happy for them that they have it. But nurses as a profession do not have presumptive eligibility. Presumptive eligibility. It's a term I had to look up. But in practice, it's pretty simple. In California, where Zenny works as a nurse, cops and firefighters get workers' comp for illnesses or injuries they might have picked up on the job. Without proof, nurses do not. And right now, more than ever, that doesn't seem fair. Yes, and for a long time, they've always been called the first responders. Healthcare workers have not been considered first responders until this pandemic happened. I want to go uh, back a moment. How long have, have you been a nurse, Sunny? Um, Over four decades. Over four decades. Wow. So you've seen, I, I imagine you've seen all kinds of stuff in the hospital. I, I'm wondering how this, how COVID is different from the perspective of a caregiver. So if I may share with you, when the AIDS epidemic started in the late 70s, early 80s, mm-hmm. patients would come in with the diagnosis of fever and with unknown origin. So they don't know where the fever, high fever came from. And back in the days, you know, if you have a high fever, you will be admitted to the hospital for observation. That in itself started with the younger generation. So it was alarming. Why is it that certain population are being hit with, with that kind of diagnosis? And, you know, people acted, people in position, meaning the World Health and the CDC, they acted promptly and looked into it. And back then, hospital administration allowed the frontline workers, especially us nurses, to use our professional judgment, meaning we were not stopped from using gloves. We were not stopped from using masks. We were not stopped from using gowns when we saw that we needed to use it to take care of the patient. This time around, organizations like the WHO and the CDC have been way behind the ball, and hospitals have used their guidance to send nurses to work unprepared. Even as protocol has evolved, U.S. hospitals have invoked the well-known PPE shortage to ask nurses to reuse gloves and gowns. One Illinois hospital told nurses to wear the same N95 mask until it literally fell apart. A hospital in the Bronx asked the New York Yankees to donate pinstripe rain ponchos. Does that situation in the hospitals stem from the national shortage of uh, PPE, personal protective equipment, or is that uh, more related to decisions that are being made by individual hospital managers? Okay, so I think it's both, both reasons, the two reasons that you just said. But coming from where I am, There's a lot of PPEs that are available. I mean, some of our nurses bought masks on Amazon. Oh, wow. It's there. But I think it comes from the, you know, the standpoint of how much money are are we willing to spend? This is an administrator talking. So you're saying the administrators think well, there are masks out there. I could buy them, but they're really expensive right now, and I'm not sure this is necessary. Yes, that's that's my point. But uh, it's it's so infuriating, and 
I am like lost for words because I'm talking to you right now. I'm crying because this is so frustrating. This should, this should not happen. We've lost so many nurses, not just here in the U.S., but our colleagues from around the world. Lives have been lost over this because we're being told there's no, no enough PPEs, you know, that's available. But let's use what we have now. Do not hoard them. Let's allow the frontline workers to use it. Then hopefully it will not spread because we are being protected. For all you know, we could be vectors, right? This, Zenny says, is where the union comes in. National Nurses United has held protests outside of hospitals it says are putting workers at risk. Its members feel empowered to talk to local TV reporters, and the union has even produced ads. Our healthcare system is not equipped to handle the COVID-19 crisis. The administration could have prepared months ago. America will soon be open for business. The hospital industry is not about patient care, it's about profits. So now, nurses like me take the biggest risks, and it's going to impact you. As for hospital executives, they say National Nurses United is exploiting a crisis. For example, in El Paso, uh, Las Palmas del Sol put out a statement saying the National Nurses Union is trying to use this crisis to advance its own interest, organizing more members. And then in Las Vegas, uh, the head of Mountain View Hospital said, this is not a time to create conflict and dissension within healthcare organizations. What do you say to people who come at nurses and at the union with that criticism that this is not the right time? Well, you know, speaking because you need proper protective equipment does not need the right time. You say it if it's not there. It doesn't pick and choose which time you, you would do it. And I'm, I'm really very frustrated with those hospitals because there was no work stoppage. Those rallies were, were held just a couple hours, and the nurses who were out there telling the public were not working nurses and stopped working to go out to protest. Right. So there was not work stoppage. And if they're saying that we are creating conflict, the conflict has always been there. The conflict has always been there. Before all this, National Nurses United pushed for changes in patient ratio. How many nurses to a patient in a hospital? California changed its laws accordingly, and other states are working on it too. A big win for them during this pandemic came when California agreed to rent hotel rooms for healthcare workers. That means nurses don't have to worry they're taking the virus home between shifts. Still, I wondered how many of the things the union is fighting for will last beyond this moment. So, so many of these changes seem very specific to the crisis we're in right now, whether it's about the um, wearing the masks uh, when dealing with the patients or having accommodations that are separate from family uh, when you're working. Are there changes you see coming around that will improve conditions for nurses in the long term in a way that goes beyond what's happening right now? Um. I'm hoping that that would be the case, but I'm thinking that hospitals are crying poor this time and so many times 
But now more than ever, because they claim that they have been spending way too much money on things associated with the coronavirus. So I'm thinking ahead that they will say they're very, very poor because the budget or the money that they have in the coffers have been spent on this pandemic. Here's the thing. While it's definitely a busy time for some nurses, it's a dicey moment for the profession. Nurses in doctor's offices or clinics have been furloughed or laid off. And rural hospitals, deprived of revenues from postponed elective surgeries, are going bankrupt. Nurse jobs are disappearing now, and Zenny thinks they'll be one of the first things to get cut when the pandemic ends. A pandemic that Zenny hopes hospitals will be ready for the next time around. We could have prepared for this pandemic a long time ago, but hospitals do not want to spend on something that they might or may not use in the future. So they need to be prepared with whatever comes. Just like for the nurses, we go in to the hospital not knowing what's in store for us on our shift, but we are prepared to to face it. So they should be the same. Hospitals should be the same. Spend the money on something that could be prevented, you know, from happening in the future. Well, Zenny, thank you so much for taking a minute to chat with us. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Zenny Cortez is the co-president of National Nurses United and an RN at the Kaiser Permanente South San Francisco Medical Center. And that's the show. The What Next team wants to thank you for calling us and leaving messages about how you're getting through this very strange period. Here's one that really warmed our hearts. Hi, this is Jenny. I'm calling from uh, Bergen County, New Jersey. I'm a nurse in the ICU. I just listened to your podcast about um, when your doctor gets COVID, and she really spoke to me. Like, when I tried to talk to it, talk to other people about it who aren't in the profession, you know, they really don't get it. And I feel pretty alone. But when I listened to her pod- your podcast, it didn't make me feel so alone. So thank you. And um, I've been listening to your podcast almost um, every day. Um, so thank you. I appreciate it. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Our number is 202-888-2588. Your voicemail could inform our reporting or be played on the show. So give us a ring. Thanks for listening. I'm Henry Grabar, and I'll be back here tomorrow. Remember to social distance. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Josh Levine. My podcast, The Queen, tells the story of Linda Taylor. She was a con artist a kidnapper, and maybe even a murderer. 
She was also given the title The Welfare Queen, and her story was used by Ronald Reagan to justify slashing aid to the poor. Now, it's time to hear her real story. Over the course of four episodes, you'll find out what was done to Linda Taylor, what she did to others, and what was done in her name. The the great lesson of this, uh, for me, is that people will come to their own conclusions based on what their prejudices are. Subscribe to The Queen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening right now.